Welcome to the Numerologist Podcast, where we bring you a very special guest every single week to help guide you on your spiritual journey, live with abundance, and inspire your soul. Hey, Numerologist community, welcome back to the Numerologist Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. If you don't know me, I'm Rose, I'm your host, and this is our first episode back after the New Year's, our first episode of the podcast for 2021. So I'm pretty excited to be back here with you, and I'm pretty excited about the guests that we've got on our show today. But before we get to her and me introducing her, I just want to make sure that you are following along with Numerologist in all the various facets that you can. So if you've not already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcasting app and make sure you're following us on socials as well. We share so much on our Facebook, on our Instagram every day. We've got daily readings and things like that on our blog, um, daily cosmic forecasts and all those kinds of good things. So make sure you head over to our socials and to our blog, numerologist.com and numerologist.com on our socials. But back to today's episode. So today we are talking with Shello. Hey, Shello. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Rose. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining us. So I just want to get to know a bit about who you are um, and how you came to, to sort of start your intuitive business. So where did it all start for you? What, do you do, what did your childhood look like? Well, you know, I was an empath all my life, obviously, never knew that there was such a thing, didn't know that terminology. My parents, you know, uh, didn't grow up, didn't raise me knowing that I was sensitive. I don't think, you know, for a lot of people who are empaths or intuitive, they probably didn't have that background. It's kind of rare, right? You kind of find out on your own because you, you know you're different. You're sensing things as you grow up. You're very sensitive. And so I just knew I was a sensitive child. And I remember my dad always telling me, like, you know, try to use more of your mind instead of being so sensitive, right? Try to be more practical. And I didn't know what that meant because I was only being who I was. Um, so fast forward as I, as I grew up and I actually went through my spiritual awakening when I went through my divorce in 2012. Um, that's when really like, you know, my life was turned upside down, right? And, and when you have that type of transformation, that type of life changing, uh, you know, shake up in your life, you start seeking, you start really uh, digging in, right? Because you're in so much pain. And for a lot of people that go through their spiritual awakening, that's what happens. They transform and kind of step into their gifts, really. If, if you do the work, right, you end up clearing a lot of a lot of stuff that we all came into this life. And so, um, and so really my intuition, even though I didn't have a word for it and I didn't know what it was, I've had it all my life, but I wasn't really in tune with it until I went through my spiritual awakening, until I started seeking for myself answers because I was in so much pain and opening myself up to a whole new world of spirituality. So that's how it started for me. And, and as I cleared uh, all that stuff, right, all our childhood trauma, all our triggers and all the stuff that is unconscious to us, as I brought things more into my conscious awareness, um, I could hear that other, that, that inner voice, and I listened to it more instead of, instead of questioning it, right? Instead of, um, and like we, we all do, because we all have intuition, right? But what happens is we tend to not trust it. Mm-hmm. We tend to question it, right? For Absolutely. a lot of people, it's like they have an answer, they know they're excited about it, and then they start to doubt, and then they start to 
you know, and so, and that, that's when you know you're in your human earthly self, when you, when you, when your mind is like going a hundred miles an hour and you're trying to figure things out, right? Versus your spiritual self, which is much more of a flowing self, which is much more of a trusting and peaceful and joyful self, right? So it was, it was a journey, right? And, uh, and so the journey for me really went full force from 2012 on right, when I went through some major, major healing. And so now, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't go into it saying, oh, I'm going to start a business. <laughs> this is what I'm going to do for a business. That, that's not how it happened. You know, it just kind of happened, right? It just, it just kind of happened. So um, I, I really feel like when you have a calling and you have a purpose, when you do the work, right, to really look within yourself and to do some healing, you're going to be led to your, to your path. You're going to be led to your, you know, your purpose. Was it um, hard for you to take a leap to follow that purpose and think, okay, well, this is going to be my business. This is my path. <laughs> yeah. What what was what was the thought process like that? Because, you know, for, for a lot of people, a spiritual business isn't a normal path, is it? So how did it how did it feel for you? You know, uh, it was scary. Right. My human self questioned everything like, can I do this? What am I going to do exactly? And let me tell you that the story behind it. I was, uh, there was a, a metaphysical school here in Honolulu, and I was going there to add on to my, you know, credentials. I wanted to look into reflexology and some other stuff. And when I was there talking to the owner, uh, we spent two hours talking. And she goes, you're not supposed to take classes for me. You're supposed to teach for me. You know, you need to teach your story. That's what she said. And, and I'd always been a teacher and all that stuff, just not in this realm, Right. And so all the things I was I'm doing now, I used to do in, in the regular world, so to speak, right? So I was a counselor, um, I was at human services, I, I was a case manager. And so I did all those things that were, that were helping people. Um, and so I just kind of transferred those skills that I was already using in the world to the spiritual, in a spiritual sense, right? And so... Out of that invitation to teach for her school, she had invited me. Uh, there was an upcoming event that weekend. It was like a holistic uh, holistic expo. And she said, Shello, do you want to share my booth? You know, offer whatever you want to. You're, you're, um, you know, you I'm not charging you anything. Just come on by and just see what it's like to be in this, in this kind of spiritual world. And I was like, sure. And so at 3 o'clock in the morning, the night before, I'm literally like, what am I going to do? What am I going to offer? You know, I, I was like pinning – uh, printing up business cards at Office Max that like, you know, to pick up at 8 a.m. the next day. And so as that fear set in of what am I going to do, what can I offer, I, I, I started to breathe and I thought, because I, I, I was spinning myself, right? All the things that we do as our human ego self. I'm like, can I do this? Uh, do I really have what it takes? Am I going to mess up? Am I going to embarrass myself? You know? And I said, you know what? Okay, you need to quiet your mind because you are not in your spiritual self right now, right? So recognize that right right away. I took a breath and just kind of went inside, centered myself, and right away the answer came to me. And it said, basically, like, this is not about you. Out of your own way. I am going to channel through you. You are a conduit through me, right? And um, and all you got to do is show up and trust. So I literally showed up with a sign, like made out of like a cardboard that I made pretty. <laughs> and I said, intuitive readings, you know, 20-minute intuitive readings, 
And I sat there and I trusted with a little chair and a desk. And you know what? It was the most powerful thing ever. And I was, I was from that point on, I was like, I, this is it. I was on such a high. I was in a zone. I, the visions and everything that I received were 1000% more vivid and, and all that stuff. And in an environment where it was, it was, it was a fair, like a holistic expo. So there was music. There was a lot of people doing their, their stuff. It, it was almost circus, like very busy outdoors. And, and I thought to myself, when I got there, I thought, Oh gosh, like, how am I going to do this? You know, I, I usually do this in peace and quiet in my home with my eyes closed. And then again, I told myself, get out of your own way. Like this isn't about you. Right. And so once I just trusted, and that's really, that's the thing about about stepping into your spiritual self, right, is really trusting. Mm-hmm. And that's so hard for some people to, well, a lot of people to do, isn't it? Trust is one of those things that we don't give out very easily. Trust and control. <laughs> that's it, exactly. Right. I think, well, they're kind of one and the same, aren't they? Because, because trusting is that relinquishing control, really. Absolutely. Yeah. And it is one of our life lessons. It's one of our biggest life lessons. And we will be made to do it over and over and over again until it feels more comfortable, you know, until it really does feel more comfortable. And you can kind of let go of that, you know, whatever it is, whether it's a relationship that you're attached to that you can't let go of, whether it's a job that you're, you know, you don't want to let go of that, um, of the finances that are, that that security and, and jumping into something else, whether it's moving to a whole nother state or country, Right. It's really taking that leap without that safety net of knowing you're going to be okay, right? Because that's what faith is, really. That's what faith is, right? Of not of not seeing and hearing and knowing and just just doing. And so, and I've had many experiences like that in my life during my healing journey of just having to make that decision of just just jump, cello now. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <You know? laughs> So let's look at your business now. What what do you do um, as the island intuitive? Yeah, so I'm in the beautiful island of Oahu, Hawaii. And um, so this is where I launched my business. This is where I live. And um, so I'm an intuitive empath like we talked about. So all my gifts are 100% intuition. Um, and so I do intuitive readings for people. I do um, chakra readings. Uh, I offer holistic coaching and and in my holistic coaching, I I incorporate a lot of my, you know, other services like healing work or like intuition, right? So however I'm led, um, I'm a spiritual teacher and, uh, I've recently launched an online course that I, that I, uh, that came out in November, which is a six week course for, um, intuitive empaths and highly sensitive people, empaths and highly sensitive people mainly, um, and it's called Foundations of Being a Sensitive Soul. So for those sensitive souls out there, like I grew up, that don't know what the heck is happening, nobody explained it to you and you're figuring it out, I have a course for you that outlines everything you need to know being a sensitive soul, right? The basics, just the absolute basics, and even the basics of the lot, right? Because it takes six weeks. <laughs> and then uh, and then I'm really excited about this, uh, gosh, I don't even know what to call it right now. It's something that's been in my heart for a while, but it, it's a program that I'm going to be working on very soon for those of you that want to develop your intuition, because we all have intuition. It's, it's our gift, right? It's a matter of really learning to listen to it, channel into it, um, 
remove all the other noise, recognize what it's not and what it is, right? And so I, I'm actually uh, in, the, in the midst of putting together a six-month program, right, for those that are really serious about developing it and going on this journey with me, right? You're gonna, I'm going to be there by your side, right? It's going to be um, online classes, it's going to be group coaching, it's going to be one-on-one -on -one coaching and a lot of other stuff to really help people make that leap and that transformation. And they could do it just because they wanted to do, to do it for themselves because they want to feel more assured about the decisions that they make. They want to feel more confident about it. Or those that really want to turn it into a business like, like I ended up doing, right? And so I kind of lead them through that journey to feel confident about uh, trusting and learning, you know, what that is, how to discern what their um, their intuition is. Mm -hmm, absolutely. And I think, um, uh -huh. right, no, you carry on. No, um, and so I think, and then the last thing I do is um, is healing work. So I'm a healing energy practitioner. Um, and so right now, all my services I'm doing remotely because of COVID, which, you know, a lot of people are like, really, you could do this remotely? You know, yes, because energy is energy, right? Um, so, and it's just as effective. There's no difference in doing it in person and, you know, and remotely over Zoom or anything like that. So I do have lots, lots of services. Those are the main ones. Um, I also do like an inner child healing as well. Uh, but all my services are on my uh, website at islandintuitive.com. And what we'll do is we'll put all the links to, you know, courses, well, the, the, the six-week course, um, and we'll put yes. a link to your website. So people will have to follow you um, to see when that six-month um, honing your intuitive, intuitive skills course comes yes. out. That sounds super interesting. And I love that it's a six-month course as well because, like you said, it, it's, it's a process, isn't it? It's a journey to actually hone this skill. And I, I like, almost like to see the in intuition as a bit of a muscle. You know, you've got to try, you've got to train it to get it stronger, right? Absolutely. And the reason why, because it really to develop your intuition organically, really, is to heal a lot of our stuff, right? It, it's a healing journey, right? So it's, there's two parts to it. There's the healing and being able to, uh, um, you know, kind of um, recognize what our trauma voices, right? What our what our reactions and behaviors and thought processes are based on our our upbringing, our trauma, and all the stuff we carry with us, right? So it's it's really learning what it's not first, right? And healing that stuff, right? So then you can trust what it is and really learning what it is. I'm getting I'm getting God bumps everywhere, goosebumps everywhere, <laughs> right? I feel that. I feel like you know there may be some listeners that really that really resonates with because all my hair is standing up. Um, and so it is a journey, you know, it, you know, can you tap into your intuition other ways? Like I've never used tools, right? There's people that use tarot and all that. And, and I, there's nothing against that, but really, uh, I, I've, I've developed and, and, and really trusted my intuition organically, how it shows up in my mind, how it feels in my body, right? Using all the five senses, right? So, so tools, you know, are, are fine and anybody can read a tarot card, read any, really, really, right? You can literally jump on Google and how to, you know, and buy any set of cards mm -hmm. and, and pull it and read. Um, but, but that's, you know, what you're reading is at face value what the card says, right? So it's really, it's more than that because anybody can do that, right? You really want to be able to feel, know, and use that because it's not just, you know, it's, it's important because it's going to carry on to all aspects of your life, 
right? In your personal relationships, in your work, all the decisions that you make in your life to feel confident moving forward in how you maneuver through life, right? So I think the biggest gift that I can give people um, that, that want to go on this journey is to really do all that healing that we are all meant to do as human beings, right? And really, really learn who this spiritual side of ourselves is. So that is the first part of that journey is going through all that, right? Before you develop your intuition, because to me, that is, you know, when you have that foundation, you have a very strong, uh, you're going to develop a very, very strong gift, not only for yourself, but perhaps to share with the world. Right. Absolutely. So, um, so I'm excited about it. And, and like I said, I, you know, it, it's been in my heart for a while, but it was all starting to come together this weekend when I was just kind of putting together the, the uh, modules and just putting the skeletal framework together. And I was like, yeah, this needs to be a six month program because this is some serious stuff. Right. Yeah. And, and I'm excited for those people that really want to want to go on the journey and I'm going to limit it, really limit the numbers because I want to be able to, give people one-on-one, you know, it's almost like you're, you're coaching, right. You're, you're, you're doing a lot of work one-on-one with everybody because everybody's going to struggle at different points on their journey. And I want to be there to help them go through those humps and understand it. Right. It's not like I'm just going to throw you an online class and you figure it out yourself. It's going to be hands, very hands-on. It's going to be a very limited number of people that I'm going to take in. And I'm only going to have two cohorts a year because it's a six month program. I'm excited about it. I yeah, know it's, it sounds excited, and you know what? It's it's really refreshing to see something, you know, somebody be so excited and passionate about something. I can really yeah. feel like this is going to be <laughs> for those students that you have on board. But what I want to yeah. do now is I want to talk about. Um, you know, you, you said you don't use any tools, but sometimes I like to de- dig deeper into that and look what is in your spiritual toolkit. So what are the things? And they don't have to be obviously tarot cards or crystals or anything like right. that. Right. But what are the tools that you use in your personal daily spiritual practice, um, you know, to to practice that self-care and hone your intuition and all those kinds of things? Yeah. So um, so it's interesting, you know, tools, when we talk about tools, tools are really anything that can help you in your grounding, in your clearing and just as being a spiritual, spiritual being in this physical world that has all this energy. And when you're sensitive, you're taking it in all the time. Right. So. So, yes, I have um, crystals that I like to incorporate, right? They're, when I feel a certain way, I might hold them, right? I might hold them and channel energy to release from my body or bring in energy that I feel or, you know, I might sage myself. I might sage the house. Um, you know, I might, uh, uh, you know, uh, put some lavender uh, in my bath water or something like that. I might step outside in my in my backyard in my lanai and put my bare feet on the ground if I'm feeling a certain way. I need to release energy. So there's all kinds of ways, right, where we could clear energy, where we could, um, uh, and especially as as an empath, like I said, we are like uh, like lint rollers. When we walk around our day, we're literally picking stuff up. And what a lot of people don't realize is they may feel a certain way and it's not even their stuff, right? It's not even their energy. You would go out for the day or go to a party or whatever, talk to a friend and next thing you know, you're in a funk. (laughs) It's not your energy. It's somebody else's (laughs) energy. So, So you have to realize that and really be aware. And imagine growing up, not knowing this is happening. And you're literally like a sponge, 
right? You're a sponge for your family. You're a sponge for anywhere you go. And it is exhausting. So, so you really have to understand self-care. And, and as far as I'm concerned, there isn't one specific thing. There is a right or wrong, right? Before, I never mm-hmm. used to resonate with crystals. I just never did. Had nothing against them. It just wasn't a thing for me. But the more and more I delved into my work, I was seeing people, you know, one right after the other at these expos. I mean, hundreds of people a day, and I was just like, Phew. And so I started holding crystals, right, you know, so that I could remove energy or, or take in energy. And so I've incorporated different things that have worked for me. So I, what I would say to people is don't be afraid of um, trying different things. See what works for you. And I, I- yeah, absolutely. I think what you were saying then about, you know, you just have the crystals there that you just picked up or you can, you know, step outside. It's simple, isn't it? Well, it, you know, it doesn't have to be complicated self-care. And I think a lot of people think, oh, I don't have time for self-care because it's just too much to think about. But those little things really can add up, can't they? Absolutely. And you know what? I, I'm, I'm guilty. Honestly, I'm, I'm guilty of like, um, of, of either putting myself last because I'm so busy or whatever. And so, you know what? You really have to find small ways to incorporate it, okay? And you, it's something as simple as you can take your shoes or slippers out underneath your work desk and just put your feet right there and be intentional, right, about uh, connecting with Mother Earth, releasing whatever you're feeling for that day. Um, and in, also what I do is I put little reminders on my phone, right? When I was first... Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was first really going through the healing of self-love, I would literally affirm myself. And it would come up, you know, certain times during the day, every day. You know, and you pick up your phone and you, oh, I've got this scheduled, that scheduled, i got this, whatever. And isn't it nice to just schedule everything else, right? Isn't it nice to just be like not a to-do list, not an appointment, but just something that affirms you, that says how amazing you are, to remind yourself to breathe, Right? Um, so I do that. And then I would also um, take a, a dry erase marker and I would write things in my mirrors, in my bathrooms, write just affirming things or whatever it is, whatever your belief system is. It could be a Bible verse if you're a Christian, whatever it is to just remind you, um, you know, during the busy day, because we're in this world, but not of this world, right? We're spiritual beings. Mm-hmm. So, but things of this world, can be very, very exhausting and bring us down very quickly. You know, you can have a conversation with somebody and just, it could be just a bad conversation and it could just ruin your whole day, right? So, yeah, there's are things, there are little things you can do preventatively. And they're small things. Like you said, they're easy, easy things. It doesn't have to be this big, you don't have to fly to Bali. (laughs) You don't have to fly to Bali. Although, Oh, if it comes with cuts, I will fly to Bali. Oh, if it comes over, I will go together, everybody. <laughs> um, I want to go back to what you were saying about, you, you know, you said, imagine growing up not knowing you had this, you know, empathic um, gift or you were this lint roller and you were constantly, you know, getting, feeling heavy from people's energies. You know, it's not just those growing up in children. It's people who are in their adult lives who you know, don't know they're empathic and don't know why they're feeling like this. So how can they identify whether they're an empath and well, what's kind of going on for them? Yeah. I mean, there, there are very, there are very specific characteristics. I love how you bring this up because there are millions of people out there have no clue why they're exhausted, why they're drained, why they're anxious, 
why their nervous system goes crazy. And they probably have been diagnosed by Western medicine of things like anxiety and things like that. And so what happens as empaths, because we are picking up all energy, right? So we're dealing with our own energy, which is sensitive in nature, right? So for example, highly sensitive people may have a sensitivity specifically in their five senses, right? So um, things that they hear, like you could be maybe at a restaurant or somewhere and you're just very highly sensitive to the music and for everybody else it seems just fine and for you it seems kind of blaring right or you have to sit in a certain place you know you like to sit in certain places at the restaurant maybe at the corner or at a booth kind of away from people right? you just described me <laughs> yeah see and it's like and we don't think about it we just think well that's me that's my preference right but it's because we're sensitive in nature right mm-hmm. so um we're, we also tend to be the person that friends and random strangers seek. We tend to, people tend to gravitate towards us, right? We tend to be that that shoulder to cry on or that person that gives support or whatever. People like uh, that energy that we, we put out, right? So people just gravitate towards that uh, because it's a healing energy, right? We're healers by nature. Mm-hmm. And so what I tell people is, or, or you can go to a party and just feel like you can only stay for a certain amount of time because you're just like, you're, you're, you get exhausted maybe being around too much, um, too many people or too much energy, right? And it's, you know, it may take you a day or two to recover laying down in bed, just watching, you know, just watching trash TV or something that's meaningless, <laughs> you know, just to unwind. And so, so there's certain characteristics, but what I tell people what they don't realize is, um, is when you're feeling completely overwhelmed with energy, ask spirit, ask yourself, right? Just, just kind of breathe and settle and say, if this is not my energy, remove it. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's that simple, right? Ground yourself and say that. This is not my energy, please leave. And literally, you will feel calmer if it's not yours. You'll feel calmer, you'll feel, because that's what happens, right? We form all these spiritual cords and attachment with people all day. You know, that's what we do through our chakras. And unless you do things to specifically protect your energy, and there's many things you can do to protect your energy instead of just walking out exposed. It's almost like walking outside naked. Think about that, right? Our energy is like, if you if you went outside in the winter time and you didn't have a heavy coat and boots on, right? That cold, uh, that that cold um, air, that snow, whatever that is, is just going to penetrate through your skin and your bones, right? Your feet are going to get frozen, and it's kind of that way with energy. If you don't purposely do something to protect yourself, and when you're exposing yourself every day, you're going to pick up energy, mm-hmm. and and it and it's going to you know it's going to mess with your nervous system, right? Um, so yeah, I mean, growing up, because I actually, it wasn't until, you know, probably my mid forties, okay, mid forties, when I really started to understand my sensitive nature. So I went through my whole life, not just my childhood, my whole life, right? And I remember there would be times where I would, I would tell my then ex-husband, like, on the weekends, I'd be like, can you, can you just take, you know, our little girl, I said, can you just take her out? I just, 
I just need to lay down like all day because from working, from just being out and about, from friends and family needing me and calling me and needing my help, like, you know, being a giver, right? And so you end up having nothing left. You're completely depleted. So it's really being aware of how much, not only the energy that you take in from the world, but how much energy you take out, mm. right? Input, output, right? And that, that tender balance of realizing when you are depleting yourself because you're trying to help so many people and not filling up your own tank, right? And so, and that's a process that is, you know, the process of becoming an empowered empath because empaths themselves by nature just want to give. That's our natural mm-hmm. tendency. We're givers. It feels good. We don't even realize if there's any imbalance until, you know, we're, we're feeling all these um, things and, and, and we may even come down with uh, disease or disorders, you know, because of uh, how it's affected our body and our nervous system and all that stuff. So, um, so I think it's just really important, and that's one of the things that the, the first module in my um, in my six week course for Foundations of Being a Sensitive Soul is that is literally just going down the checklist. Is this you, right? Of of what an empath is, of what a highly sensitive person is, and you could actually be both. Double whammy, <laughs> right? Like literally double whammy, and so you could just be highly highly sensitive and empathic and intuitive all in one, right? Like a smorgasbord of gifts for you. <laughs> You're welcome. Say, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people say like, you know, that, uh, that saying, is it a curse or a blessing? Mm. And for a lot of people who haven't discovered and understood themselves, it, it can very much feel like a curse. Absolutely. Right. It can very much feel like, I don't want this, you know, I'll give this back to whoever gave it to me. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So how do people flip that switch, flip the script on what they kind of think about that? How do they go from saying, oh, this is a curse to is it a bless- it's a blessing? Is it is it just yeah. a case of understanding it and knowing how to release that energy? Or how do people do that? You know what? Honestly, it's a journey. And the journey is really um, learning how to have boundaries, right? Because a lot of people, uh, that's the biggest problem is boundaries, mm. right? It's like we talked about how much you give out versus how much you take in, learning how to say no, being a people pleaser, um, you know, all those things, right? Uh, And so it's really the journey of becoming empowered is learning how to hold boundaries, which all kind of ties into self-love and self-care, which empaths don't know how to do, right? We're not born knowing how to take, we're born with this gift to help and to give out. So we have to be intentional about um, in order to be able to truly use our gift to its best and maximum potential to help others is we absolutely have to put ourselves first, which is what a concept, right? You have to put yourself first. You know, is that old adage of, oh, if you're on an airplane and you have a child, who are you putting the the oxygen mask on first, right? It's so funny. When you when you said, Oh, we're born with this gift, I, I just pictured we're born with this gift but no instruction manual. So it's almost like, you know, we're putting this IKEA furniture together and we've got no instructions to go off. We just kind of have to figure it out ourselves and you know, and that kind of thing. Um, I, I want to talk about Hawaii for a minute. This is kind of yeah. a bit um off off topic, but 
is is being on the island does does that feed into your sort of intuitive nature and you know the spirituality of the island i've never been to hawaii but from what i know of it i feel like it's quite a spiritual place absolutely and you know i'm glad you bring that up because it absolutely has a different vibration here it's got very healing energy and let me tell you a lot of people that come here go through a spiritual transformation they go through their spiritual awakening the crack hits the fan (laughs) right and it all happens here and it's all for the purpose of transformation and I can't tell you how many people that I clients that I have had that have either recently moved here or you know um uh have come here temporarily and during that time that they've been here have gone through such major changes, right? So there is something very healing about the island. Mm. Um, It's a very spiritual place, very spiritual grounds, and you're surrounded by water, right? And so so the element of water in and of itself is very healing. So um, it's a beautiful place. It's just uh, on top of the fact that there is that spiritual vibration here, just the beauty of the place, the aesthetics of the place is, um, you know, it, it, it helps with that um, kind of, you know, that uh, environment, right? That environment of that soothing and that helps you uh, heal, right? If you're, you're going through that healing anyway, and then you move here, it's just conducive, right? It's, there's the, the hikes here are beautiful. The beaches here are beautiful. Being outdoors is a huge thing for healing. right being in nature so a lot of you and salt water right so a lot of hawaiians and in fact is that's their way of healing um is they'll go into the ocean to the salt water and cleanse themselves that's beautiful so so that's a thing that they do so i've worked with um uh you know hawaiian people that at expos and we'd have our booths next to each other and, you know, they would say, we're going, you know, it's nine o'clock at night when the event ends and they're like, oh yeah, we're going to go to the beach. We're, we're going to dip ourselves in the beach, like to get rid of this energy. And I was like, really? They were like, yeah, I mean, you could do it with regular, you know, salt water bath or whatever, but we just, we just jump in the ocean. We call it a day, go home and we're good. You know, <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. And, and yeah, were you born in Hawaii or did you make a decision to move there? Yeah, no, I moved here in uh, 2004. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've been here for what going on 17 years now. Yeah, but um, but by my nature, like my um, uh, ethnicity, is is basically aligns with you know uh, the mixture, right? The the different the melting pot of um, Asia here, right? So um, so yeah, I fit right in. Nobody nobody knows the difference one way or the other. <laughs> Okay, on that note, Shello, I think we'll end it there. That was an amazing podcast, and thank you for sharing everything with you, with us. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put the, sh- um, the links to your course and to your website in our show notes so any of our listeners can go over there and have a look at your website and potentially join your courses. Thanks, Shello. Thank you, Rose. I appreciate it. Happy New Year, everybody. I look forward to connecting with you. Thank you for listening to the Numerologist Podcast. If you loved it, make sure you subscribe and don't forget to check the show notes for an extra special free gift.